0: Journey, don't eat that. <laughs> Tiffany, don't eat that. Okay. <laughs> we're we're podcasting.
1: No more food for Tiffany.
0: The podcast machine is rolling, Tiffany.
1: Are you with us? I am with you. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> It's just so nice out today. In San Francisco, it does sun. The sun does shine in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, the thing about San Francisco is that uh, people always think it's warm. uh, And then they come here and it's usually like cold, windy, and foggy. Well, that's why they sell a lot of San Francisco sweatshirts down at Fisherman's Wharf. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. But yeah, today was such a nice warm day. We've just been sitting out in the sun in the backyard with the dogs and mm-hmm. living the life. Drinking mimosas.
1: Mimosa, you mosa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, it's been quite the journey.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we got to talking uh, about that. Yeah that we've been through some things here with the dog rescue and we
1: started once upon a time and you know it's been a learning experience and we've evolved and sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for how much we've evolved because it is not an easy thing to do it's lana and i think more people would probably do it if it was i hear digging in the background what is journey doing now
0: Journey, oh fuck, he's eating all the kibble. Journey, oh, oh no, shit, oh
1: no. shit. Oh, we found it. Oh. F A I R Y T A I L S. Welcome
0: to Faircam's podcast. He's gonna get diarrhea again. Oh man. And it's for chihuahuas. Put you, put you
1: What's that? Oh and it's for chihuahuas he eating chihuahua kibble
0: yeah so Joni dug into tiffany's box of uh, dog food and stuff
1: <laughs> and benny's just like looking like are you going to do something about this like what you're he's in our food he's eating my food Mm-hmm.
0: hi tiffany hi louise yeah so we are living a dream come true Because four years ago, you and I were set up by a friend that we have in common uh, who said, you're both dog crazy, you have to meet. And we met at a wine bar. And I remember the night specifically. uh, We decided then and
1: there that we were going to start a dog rescue together. It was so amazing because we both were brave enough to just meet each other randomly like strangers like a tinder date
0: (laughs) it really was and we didn't really know what it was for just we both really liked dogs yeah it's really she likes dogs
1: i like dogs we need to meet
0: (laughs) it's so absurd because you think of you know i like dogs like oh everybody likes pizza everybody likes dogs but we were on the more intense level
1: we wanted to do more and it's been not only has the rescue evolved, but our friendships evolved in the whole process because we started out as, you know, partners and business partners and, you know, what are we, we're working together and learning together. And, and it turns out that we're like completely compatible in a whole higher level. So we're really, really lucky. And, um, I think that's, what's a, a key takeaway is doing something like this. You know, you have to have a good relationship.
0: He's digging into the box. again. shit. Oh
1: shit. They're like all, t- they're all like watching him like, like tattletellers, you know,
2: <laughs> like
1: the kids are like pointing to the, the naughty boy, the naughty child. Totally. Like, look what the big dog is doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Mom, look. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it it's, it's something, I, you know, I think back and it's one of the most, one of the things I'm most proud of in my life is doing this um, and I don't I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without you I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own and having a, someone to do it with is is important so if you're out there and you're listening you know it, it you can do it on your own you know you you could be one of those people um, and if you do it with somebody else you got to make sure that you are in line with the same um, vision not necessarily the same vision but that you are compatible because it's it, it's it can be very stressful yes
0: yeah, so this episode goes out to you who are thinking about maybe starting a dog rescue of your own because me and Tiffany are just like you we're just two gals who really love dogs and wanted to do something uh, you know wanted to make a change wanted to make a difference wanted to help save some dogs and so if you're in the same thoughts and dreams then you need do to it. listen
1: do it and the good news is is if we can do it you can do it because we're not anything special than anyone else we don't have a master's degree in business or we have a, a, unlimited funds to do this we're hard-working girls women and it, it, we 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 didn't know anything about this we had to learn
0: well i do have a bachelor in media production but still, yeah. anybody does these days with the social media situation going on. Joni, uh-uh. He's
1: trying to eat cheese off I the know. table. That's some good cheese. But, yeah, you know, the thing is, is that you do can pull your skill sets from many different areas in your life. And it could be marketing, but it could be business. But all you have to do is really have a passion and love for dogs or animals, or whatever it is that you're wanting to be, um, make your mark in the world.
0: I think that's the key to doing anything successful, is that if you're passionate about it, and really try and work and give it your blood and sweat, then something is going to come out of it. You know, so that's the key.
1: Passion. Passion, and the rest of it is just logistics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of logistics and a lot of driving, Oh, yeah. Well, we know, we know that there, there's, there's a lot of driving because you do have to pick up the dogs. You have to take them to appointments. You have to take them to the vet. You have to f- take them to the foster families.
0: You have to pick them up at a shelter three hours away. And, you know, it's hard to manage sometimes. It, it really is hard work.
1: Yeah. And if you can get more volunteers, the better. And we haven't been able to get as many volunteers or any volunteers. Um, and it's because we also have full-time jobs. So this is something that you, we do and we we make a difference. And, you know, you can have it in a larger scale or a smaller scale, depending on you. So we we are still evolving. I think one of the things that we want to do is get is education. And we feel that that's more preventative. Right now, we're taking care of saving dogs that need homes that or also have health issues or behavioral issues and giving them a chance Um, but you know at the end of the day how did they get there and why did they get there and can we stop them from having and being in that situation in the first place
0: Yeah, we are spreading that awareness and that's our aim right now. But when we started out, we had a very different vision. So that's one good takeaway from our journey is that you have to allow your vision to change as you go. Uh, I mean, it, it's the journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've had many iterations because originally we had the, our idea was that we wanted a facility. That's that, right. We yeah. wanted a dog shelter, like an actual physical place. Yeah. We were going to remember we were going to have a half dog shelter and half dog a, a doggy daycare kind of combine the two. Yeah. We were even looking at properties, uh, like
0: places and... You know, we had ideas about how to decorate it and
1: cozy couches and all that. Yeah, we had a very different vision and it turned out that that was not where we were gonna go. And, and you know, there's times where we, we, we felt like, what are we gonna do? But
0: what happened was that we got sucked into another big rescue here in San Francisco who wanted us to come in and manage their shelter instead of us starting our own. And then we were on board with that idea for a while and then it didn't work out. And then we decided that we actually don't want to come in on the shelter market because there are actually like a couple of really big organizations and shelters here in San Francisco that are doing a great job at rescuing a lot of dogs and rehoming. But what is missing is a big center and source of information reaching out to people who don't know the first thing about rescue dogs and have all these preconceived ideas there's not a big outlet information center for this that that's what's lacking and that's where we come in now
1: yeah that's where we come in because we, we we evolved and we learned and we noticed that there isn't a, there, a lot of the shelters have the same have the same thing they' they're sort of a an extension to the local shelters. They're not actually uh, stopping or preventing they're helping so and so I think we talked in our many of our podcasts is the source of the problem is is where we want to make a difference and it's just it always seems to come down to education knowledge that's right
0: it makes all the difference that people know and make choices based on what they know and making sure that they are given the full side of the story. And so the truth is not that you're better off getting a breeder puppy or that you're better off getting a puppy than an adult dog. That that is not the truth. Or that some breeds are more aggressive than others. That is not the truth. We have to keep putting the information out there so that more people know because when they decide to get a dog, they're either going to go to the breeder or they're going to go to the shelters. So who's going to win, puppy mills or rescue dogs? And this is where we come in and make the difference.
1: And so listeners out there, you know, you can make a difference without opening up your own shelter or starting a nonprofit. You could just spread the information to your friends and family and start from there and start with the children. Um, but if you do want to start a nonprofit, we can give you some ideas and some tips of where to go and how to get started because um, we we figured it out our- ourselves. Yeah, so let's you know start from the very beginning. Uh, you have to
0: get a 501 C3, which is your license to rescue as a nonprofit organization and not paying taxes on your revenue. So, How did we go about to get our
1: 501c3? Like, how did we do that, Tiffany? Well, we did a lot of research, and at first we um, tried to do it on our own, Um, which you can, it's very complicated, but we actually decided that the most best use of our resources was to just get on and hire. Um, We worked with LegalZoom, yeah. Um, to do it for us, which was really a great investment, because one of the things that we that prevented us from moving forward was getting the five one C three on our own, and when once we invested in um, someone else do helping us to do it, we got the ball rolling.
0: Yeah, so it was really worth the money to pay LegalZoom, or you know you can use uh, similar services. Uh, it was. Worth it, but we did have one mishap with that later on. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, for for some reason, they just kept it, it you know.
1: There's and, a lot of hidden fees.
0: All of a sudden, we noticed that like thousands of dollars had been taken from this bank account, which we started out, we were using Tiffany's bank account. Yeah, That's also a no. You open <laughs> up your own yeah. damn bank account for your organization. Yes. So yeah,
1: we had thousands of dollars taken from Tiffany's bank yeah, account. Yeah, I know. But we did catch it and then we decide then there is the other issue which is insurance so if you're gonna have um dogs that are could be could hold you liable for any mishaps like bites or fights you'll need to get insurance um and then you know the other thing is that you have to do your taxes every year yeah and that's hard it's really really hard to figure
0: that one out so we really advise to get help on that too we're still using no we're not still using uh, legal not legal zoom we're, we're using, using another guy now. yeah
1: so so we did get um once you signed we signed up from LegalZoom. other companies started targeting us so that's how we found them but yeah i think that that was a big um lift off our shoulders so getting help outside, it was a huge help. So you can just focus on what you are best at and what you want to accomplish versus the things that could bog you down. Well, I think that the the first thing people think about when we
0: say this is like, yeah, that's easy for you to say, but how the hell can I afford to
1: pay for that? Well, you know, you have to be willing to risk some of your own money at front. And that's, you know, that's that's something that you have to be uh, comfortable with. But you know, at the end of the day, you will get that back. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. You can always pay yourself back once you start uh, getting donations and getting, um, uh, you know, however you get your, your money in from help. <laughs> Charlie! All of that was, was hard work, but when we first got our first dog, Journey, who is our mascot, um, it was the most thrilling and exciting day, and I'll never forget how happy we were and how proud we were. and It felt so good that we actually accomplished something
0: yeah it really was and of course it was a bit of failure that i ended up adopting the first dog that we rescued uh, that was obviously not the plan but the universe has a plan that kind of trumps every other plan and so journey stayed with us
1: who was the second dog that we rescued and um, the second one was oh she was oh how could i i forgot her name oh my gosh um i we have a picture of her um. oh pumpkin no 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 it wasn't pumpkin it was the little black and white terrier chihuahua um, female and why can't I remember her name okay the- oh you have to it's on the website yeah I'm pulling up the website right
0: now fairtalesdogrescue.com people yeah
1: she was so cute and got adopted so fast um, it was a princess name it's so many dogs. Fiona. Fiona. Princess Fiona. Oh. Oh my god. And you know what? I, I noticed on the site we've adopted so many dogs. Not even all of them are on there cuz some of them got adopted so darn fast. Yeah. And yeah, so like a lot of them are not even on there. I remember during the pandemic in the in the deep part of it, we adopted so many so fast.
0: And, you know, the uh, thing that you see when you go through the pictures of the dogs that we adopted out is that most of them are small. And that brings us back Mm. to the insurance issue, is that if you are dealing with dogs that can bite and be dangerous and cost you a lawsuit or hospital bills, the insurance is so expensive that we actually couldn't afford it. We had it for a while and then we couldn't afford it. And uh, it's really sad because we want to be able to help these dogs too because even if they do have an incident with a bite, it could be a very mild case and they could be rehabilitated with training and rescue. So there's still definitely a good reason to save these dogs and do it safely for people as well. It's doable. So the problem is not whether or not it can be done with the dogs. The problem is affording the insurance to be able to insure yourself in this situation Uh, so unfortunately we mostly have small dogs but we do have a couple of bigger ones too because we've been able to personality assess them and make sure that these are you know safer dogs that we can adopt out and have in foster homes and such Uh, but it's a sad reality that we should also relate the insurance
1: is really expensive it really is. It's really expensive. How it, much was it? Do you remember? Oh, it was $300 like a month. Yeah. Something, a lot. And it, we are a
0: small dog rescue. Like if you think of your local SPCA or whatever version, you know that they maybe adopt out like 100 dogs a month. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's what we do a year. Yeah. So we make a lot less money in adoption donations than the big organizations.
1: Yeah. So if we do get bigger, then perhaps we would be able to get insurance, and we can, and which would be a dream, to help these other dogs that deserve, our, and that's the that's the thing. It's also that we need foster homes who are willing to take a larger dog, um, and being able to work with training and all of that, and that's another challenge we face as a nonprofit.
0: Yeah. Uh, to get the people to help because it takes a village we always say that it takes a village uh, we need foster homes and we, we, we need their time and their patience and their houses and you know their efforts we need to all come together
1: yeah and you know we've had a significant loss in foster homes since uh, it, it's been recent um, since people started to just sort of ease into their lives of during pandemic. It's understandable because people start traveling again or they like
0: go back into the office more, they feel like they don't have the time. I get it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an effect of of what has been It's the yin and the yang. It goes up and down, uh, but we need to come back uh, and settle down and let the rescue dogs into our homes, people.
1: It's gonna it's gonna happen again and you know we we def i definitely want to start promoting that so sometimes also we can only focus on so many things at a time right now we've been focusing Hang on, on
0: journey's chewing on something i have to what check is it out it it?
1: oh what it? oh god he's chewing on uh,
0: frederick's little tennis oh. ball he could have swallowed it yeah
1: that's a that's a tiny that's gets stuck in their mouth Redirect, that's called redirect.
2: (laughs) He didn't fall for it, he's too smart. I want the thing that's going to make me choke
1: and go to the vet and have it be uh, removed out of my belly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He did have one of those surgeries.
1: Yeah, that's another thing with, you know, you you have unforeseen expenditures and that usually ends up in vet bills. Uh, You know, we've had dogs that... Remember the one that had his... His penis got stuck. Oh, gross. Yeah. So what was that? It, what was it? It like it, the, the, the lipstick came out and it got stuck. Oh, yeah. And he had to go to the vet to have it unstuck. Yeah. It's crazy things like that happen. Yeah. And those are like cost money and you're like, oh, shit.
0: You know, when you're starting up, you're just like plus and minus all the time. So you have to... Uh, count on paying out of pocket
1: mm-hmm. it's not called nonprofit for nothing
0: <laughs> i love that we
1: haven't been able to pay ourselves yet um at all and we probably we never will because we want to put everything back in but you know if we could do this full time that would be a dream because we could just do so much more better work exactly we could do
0: so much more we could reach so many more people we could do it better yeah it's really a dream if we could do this full time who knows maybe one day we will yeah. but uh, to take it down a notch because let's not get overwhelmed we're just two working gals mm-hmm. working to pay rent in San Francisco, which the cost of living here is very high. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so... You know, let's bring it back to what we always talk about, the plus and the minus when we leave this earth. I mean, that's all we got to worry about. We're leaving a plus. We're doing what we can. It doesn't have to be the biggest dog rescue in the city it doesn't have to be all that it can just be a small dog rescue you know that's what i'm saying for people who are listening like don't feel like you have to be the next aspca you can be just one person getting a 501c3 and you're going to the shelter once a month once every three months and you pick out one dog that you rescue or and put with your friend who's gonna foster it you go pick up another dog and put that with your other friend who's gonna foster it and then one dog for yourself and you like find homes for these dogs and then you do it all over again that can be
1: your tiny rescue and that's a huge plus you leave in the world when you leave that's a great point, and I'm so happy you brought that up because, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like this giant, it, don't get overwhelmed, and there are plenty of dogs out there that need your help, so there's not like there's not enough, there's not like there's too many rescues, there's, there's too many dogs that need help.
0: Yeah, and so you might wonder, how do you get
1: the dogs? We, we did get some experience with working at a, one of the local rescues here and learning about that. Yeah,
0: we've been pulling dogs from different shelters around the Bay Area. And these are kill shelters that are running out of space. So they are going to euthanize the dogs anyway. So they're happy to see them go to a non-kill uh, organizations uh, so that's uh, one of the main sources where, where dogs come from And another one is obviously uh, owner surrendering it's when people contact the shelter and, and give them their dogs mm-hmm. and then there are the stray dogs that's that are picked right. up by
1: animal care and control or private people who find them there's also you know most of these are in the uh, uh areas like so y- like Central Valley for California. It's in the Central Valley. Um, if you're listening from in Southern California, there's a lot of overcrowded shelters in Southern California. It's surprisingly, California is pretty bad. Not surprisingly, but California is California's pretty bad. In, in, in the Pacific Northwest, it's a lot better. And then, of course, in the middle of America, it's really horrendous, and especially the south.
0: Yeah, so there's definitely dogs to to go around for anyone who wants to start a dog rescue.
1: Hey, I have an idea. Um, For those of you who live in the areas where there's overcrowded shelters and you have a means and a way to bring those dogs to... the pacific northwest uh, that would be a great way also canada canada also doesn't have a huge um overpopulated shelter situation like we do have in the us so if you have a way to get dogs to canada that's another great way and that's also another
0: great way to run a dog rescue that's how some dog rescues focus their efforts on transportation putting dogs in Point A, where they're overcrowded and will be euthanized, and bringing them to point B, where they're actually lacking dogs and are happy to, you know, put dogs in their homes. And uh, so, yeah, that's also one thing you could do with a dog rescue in a 501c3.
1: Yeah, and if you know someone who is a pilot or you have a private plane yourself...
0: Or even a bus driver, a bus Get a driver. Van.
1: Wouldn't it be cool is to align your rescue with the truck drivers because they're driving all over across America, and you know they can have a little companion in their little their car, their truck with them while they're doing their road trips, and then deliver them.
0: I think that sounds like a great idea.
1: You know, I've been listening to um there's been lo- a local advertising on the radio it's calling just one thing i don't know if you heard of it it's just no. one thing and it's basically saying what is your one thing to make a difference in the world just one thing it could be anything if we all did our just one thing we're all in a better place so it can be your one thing yeah and of course we want you to, to choose dogs but or animals uh, but you know if you're listening and you're inspired by the environment children, cats, rats, whatever it is, do it. So
0: uh, what are our biggest failures along the line? Hmm. Well, what they say about failures is failures are just lessons. Exactly. That's why I want to share them with our listeners. What are our biggest failures and lessons?
1: One thing we learned that you can start your nonprofit even before you get the 501c3. The only difference is say that
0: again. Journey
1: was barking. Yeah, so you can start your nonprofit before you even get the 501c3 finalized, which we didn't realize. We were we we didn't know that. We didn't think we could start until we got that. Yeah,
0: I remember that. We were sitting it. and waiting for it, like it was gonna be like you know the the struck of midnight yes. to a magical day
1: yeah it was yeah so um that was our that was holding us back um but it turned out we learned that you can actually start right away um what whatever you spend on before however is um it's not going to be you can't get like a a tax receipt for it
0: yeah exactly it can all be taken care of you're not doing anything criminal exactly Uh, go ahead and rescue dogs yeah Uh, but of course we needed the 501c3 to create our relationships with the shelters that we're working with that's one thing that we did we spent a weekend uh, we got an airbnb out in middle of nowhere in bay area and we had our car and journey And so every day we got up and we started driving around to all the kill shelters in the Bay Area. And we said, hi, we're a new dog rescue, we're fairytales, and we we just got our 501c3. And so we would like to pull dogs from you when you find a good fit for us. So please put us on your pull list, it's what it's Mm -hmm. called, the pull list. So now every week we get an email from every shelter and they list all the dogs that they can't adopt out because these dogs are too scared or they're too sad or they're too aggressive or they have different behavioral issues so they won't adopt them out but the dog rescues can take them and train them and rehabilitate them and adopt them out And honestly, what we do is usually just to put them in a lovely foster home. And these dogs don't even need training most of the time because they just need to be in a safe environment and they become perfectly happy to find safe dogs. Uh, Yeah, so that's how we get the dogs and that's why you want to get the 501c3 so you can pull dogs from the shelter.
1: And there's there's a, a, a surplus so even though there's lots of rescues that are pulling from these shelters there's a surplus of dogs that need help so um there's always room for more and more and more and more Uh, especially if you're willing to you're able to drive further out into the more rural shelters those have the biggest needs also there's people who um, on their spare time drive these dogs from these rural shelters into the urban areas um and they volunteer their time for that so getting those relationships and connections and being part of that network is something you can do
0: and i just want to say that if you hear sirens in the background it's because we're podcasting
1: outside today Mm -hmm. mm-hmm because it's a beautiful day in san francisco and yes we hear sirens in san francisco often (laughs) it's It's a never we don't even hear them anymore it's just a background blur I know well the dogs howl to them so i i unfortunately have to be reminded of them every single time pretty much and we're l- lucky they're not howling at them now uh yeah so there's there's but yes build a relationship with a shelter and uh, you'll start to get those contacts. We started, you know, we started to build a couple relationships, and then we found one relationship that worked better than all of them, and we just stuck with that one. But if we had a bigger network, we would be able to pull more. So depending on how many people you want and how big you want to be, you can have people pulling dogs for you all over under your your five hundred one c three. So it doesn't have to be you. As long as their name is on the list, they can pull a dog under your five hundred one c three
0: yeah so the biggest challenge for us hasn't been to pull dogs the biggest challenge has been to find foster homes and rally people around the cause that's where we've been putting most of our efforts in. you know getting our name out there our presence and finding people who are willing to to open up their homes and hearts for rescue dogs
1: Yes, it has. And, you know, we're social media is a big part of it as well, getting the social media out there. That's a lot of how awareness is, is created these days um, and getting people's attention um, and to understand that you are doing a good thing and they're willing and trust you and say, feel like it's a place that they can donate their money. And if you want to know more about how to start, you know, we're certainly not experts, but we figured it out. So please reach out to us and, you know, we're happy to help yeah please reach out to
0: us and you can contact us through our website fairytalesdogrescue.com
1: and follow us on Instagram which is fairy underscore tales like a dogtail underscore dog underscore rescue at Instagram.
0: Thank you so much for listening into this. much
1: love ciao I
2: wasn't born With a pedigree I was on my own From the age of three It wasn't always easy Living on the street But I managed to survive Till you rescued me My skin was thick but my heart was sweet I hid it where no one could see I hid my you